Good morning, everybody. Welcome to It's a Religion. This is the show that seeks to encourage you in your faith, seeks to build you up and uh, talk about the things of God, which we are inscribed and subscribed and prescribed to do. I was reading that in Titus 2 today. He says, rebuke, encourage, um, speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no man despise you. So the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, which is interesting. It's so funny that, that most people know, you know, who Jesus is, but they really don't know Jesus. They don't know the Jesus of the Bible. They know the Jesus of culture. They know the Jesus of uh, whatever we make him out to be. Because we're too smart for our own good sometimes, unfortunately. I think that uh, we're good at that. <laughs> I'll just put it that way. We are good at... at uh, going our own way, deciding what's best for us instead of looking to God's word and truly understanding what that is. Because even when we look to God's word, we let culture identify and confuse us as to what the true meaning of scripture is. I think there are many things in scripture that if we really knew the true meaning of them, we would certainly live differently than we do in some ways. But we as humans, we can justify a lot of things to ourselves. I know, looking at my own history, my own past, um, it's very easy for me to justify things that I want. Um, you know, not at the expense of others. I'm, I'm hopefully getting better at submitting things to God and and uh, putting things in in His view and in the view of Scripture. But by the way, this is Ehud, son of Dennis, coming to you live from the Middle West of the divided states of America and to the Republic for which they stand, two nations under God, quite divided, with liberty and justice for some. And uh, we've got folks that, uh, and you can reach us at Ehud at itsareligion.org. That's Ehud at itsareligion.org. And someday we'll have a website. We do not yet. But, you know, when I think about our country, um, it is two distinct paths that we're on here. There's the city and country, the um, urban and rural. There's God-fearing and uh, God running away from. And, um, or God, uh, in light of the way scripture, God suppressing. It says the people suppress the truth and unrighteousness. And uh, my wife just got up, so. So bear with me for a sec. Don't you love dead air? Um, so 
you know, here it's a religion. We start with scripture. We start that with that as the building block of our lives, with the building block of our society and should be the building block of every society on the planet Earth. It is the one place to find objective truth. And, um, you know, we don't hide from the truth here. It, it's a religion. We subscribe to it. We are thankful for it. We desire it in our lives um, and it's such a beautiful thing when you get down to it it doesn't mean it's not going to hurt sometimes because we have this body of flesh Paul called it that um, that we have to work through and when we do that successfully or really even when we fail we can look back and we can learn from our failures Sorry, I'm having a, a uh, talk with my wife while I'm doing this. Mm. I gotta see what uh, what I can do. Hmm. Um. Let me get, uh, I need to get, get this in this morning that I encourage you to get into God's word. We're going to read Exodus chapter 25 this morning. And we're looking at when Israel came out of the, uh, city or the country of Egypt and, uh, is moving toward, uh, setting up their own, uh, country basically. And, you know, this whole story is very similar to coming out of bondage and sin and setting up God's kingdom. Um, God gives these folks instructions um, and they choose to go their own way, many of them. And yet some remain faithful. And that's pretty much the story of God throughout history, I think. He's had some that have remained faithful. You look at Noah and the flood and then Moses. Um, faithful among his people. So not everybody's going to accept the truth of God, and we have to accept that. You know, we see our society um, spiraling into oblivion right now in a lot of ways. But yet there are folks who want to, um, hopefully if you're listening to this, you're one of them, that want to 
follow God and want to be of truth and not succumb to the uh, edicts of the World Economic Forum for crying out loud. You talk about a, a satanic gathering. Um, let's see, Exodus 25. The Lord said to Moses, tell the people of Israel to bring me their sacred offerings. Accept the contributions from all whose hearts are moved to offer them. Here's a list of sacred offerings you may accept from them. Gold, silver, and bronze. Blue, purple, scarlet thread. Fine linen. Goat hair for cloth. Tanned ram skins and fine goat skins. Leather. Acacia wood. Olive oil for lamps. Spices for the anointing oil. And the fragrant incense. Onyx stones and other gemstones to be set in the ephod. And the priest chess piece. Have the people of Israel build me a holy sanctuary so I can live among them. You must build this tabernacle and its furnishings exactly according to the pattern I will show you. Have the people make an ark of acacia wood and a sacred chest 45 inches long, 70 or 27 inches wide, and 27 inches high. Overlay it inside and outside with pure gold and run a molding of gold all around it. Cast four gold rings and attach them to its feet, or to its four feet, two rings on each side. Make poles from acacia wood and overlay them with gold. Insert the poles into rings at the sides of the ark to carry it. These carrying poles must stay inside the rings, never remove them. When the ark is finished, place them, or place inside it the stone tablets inscribed with the terms of the covenant, which I will give to you. Then make the arcs cover the place of atonement from pure gold that must be 45 inches long and 27 inches wide. Then make two cherubim from hammered gold and place them on the two ends of the atonement cover. Mold the cherubim on each end of the atonement cover, making it all of one piece of gold. The cherubim will face each other and look down upon the atonement cover. With their wings spread above it, they will protect it. Place inside the ark the stone tablets inscribed with the terms of the covenant which I will give to you. Then put the atonement cover on top of the ark. I will meet with you there and talk with you from above the atonement cover between the gold cherubim and that hover over the ark of the covenant. From there I will give you my commands for the people of Israel. Then make a table of acacia wood 36 inches long, 18 inches wide, and 27 inches high. Overlay it with pure gold and run a gold molding around the edge. Decorate it with a three-inch border all around and run a gold molding along the border. Make four gold rings for the table and attach them at the four corners next to the four legs. Attach the rings near the border to hold poles that are used to carry the table. Make these poles from acacia wood and overlay them with gold. Make special containers of pure gold for the table, the bowls, ladles, pitchers, and jars to be used in pouring out liquid offerings. Place the bread of the presence in the table to remain before me at all times. Make a lampstand of pure hammered gold. Make the entire lampstand and its decorations of one piece. The base, center, stem, lamp cups, buds, and petals. Make it with six branches going out from the center stem. Three on each side. Each of the six branches will have three lamp cups shaped like almond blossoms, complete with buds and petals. Craft the center stem of the lampstand with four lamp cups shaped like almond blossoms, complete with buds and petals. There will also be an almond bud beneath each pair of branches. 
where the six branches extend from the center stem. The almond buds and branches must all be of one piece with the center stem, and they must be hammered from pure gold. Then make the seven lamps for the lampstand, and set them so they reflect their light forward. The lamp snuffers and trays must also be made of pure gold. You will need 75 rounds of pure gold for the lampstand and its accessories. Be sure that you make everything according to the pattern I have shown you here on the mountain. So God is very specific in the Old Testament. He does a lot of very specific things. Um, you see how he tells Israel to make this table and, and these things that are going to be used in the worship of God. And um, it's it's going to be uh, it's going to be a good thing, I think. Um, you know, in the end of the day, well, let me back up. It's a good thing because God says it's good. But two, it's going to be good for Israel because it challenges them. It gives them um, something to work towards and to do. To worship God and to to bring Him into their lives and to be at the center of their lives. What is your life centered on? Um, is it yourself? Is it your spouse? Is it your children? Where is the center of your life? Are you sure it's on where it should be? Think about it. Lord God Almighty, I pray that anybody that listens to this will have their lives centered on you and you alone. And that all the things that we need will be added unto us as we do that. So we love you, Lord, and praise you and thank you in Jesus' name. Hey, thanks for stopping by today, guys. Sorry it was kind of a weird session, but we'll see you tomorrow. Thank you, Lord, for the small things like me and her on a porch swing, for summer nights and fireflies and the sound of my old six string. Blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings if I still got breath in these lungs. And that's all I need.